It is June 24th, 2022. Question. Is the right to abortion an inalienable right of every American? Is it a right that is shared by all Americans? Is this right rooted in tradition, history, and culture? The answer is what helped to shape today's decision of the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. We all have a right to life, and we must also protect the right to life, not just for self, but the right of others to live. But when that right to life clashes with the right to choose, then we must ask, what is the highest ethic? Is it not the right to life? But is abortion of a fetus tantamount to killing a person? Well, it all depends on your value as a conservative or a liberal, and this is the sticking point. But if truth be told, the fetus is part of the continuation of life itself. So then one may argue that the fetus's life must be protected, as in doing so, one is protecting life itself and discontinued existence. We will continue with that discussion. But there is also this. The Senate passed a bipartisan Safer Communities Act to begin tackling gun violence, which expands background checks and closed gun loopholes. But will this actually curb the gun violence plaguing communities like Philadelphia, Atlanta, Chicago, Uvalde, Texas, Buffalo, New York, etc.? We are yet to find out. But what we know is that guns don't kill people. People kill people. And with the rise of extremism, poverty, declining median incomes, and the challenge of parenting and socialization, where the young are being primarily, primarily socialized by media that devalues the individual. So then, the solution must be multifaceted. And does this bill provide a multifaceted and comprehensive approach to curbing gun violence? We will share these comments and this news with you right here on the Neoliberal Round podcast when we come back. We have some breaking news that's coming in. The Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade on doing the constitutional right to abortion. And this is in a sweeping decision. 
This is in a sweeping decision, according to the Times, an article written by Abigail Abrams and Madeline Carlyle on June 24th, published on June 24th, 2022 in the Times. They write that the U.S. Supreme Court has overturned Roe v. Wade, striking down the constitutional right to abortion established in the landmark ruling nearly 50 years ago. According to the article, on June 24th, the High Court ruled that pre-viability bans on elective abortions are constitutional, with Justice Samuel Alito writing the majority opinion joined by Justices Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Chief Justice John Roberts filed his own opinion, concurring in the judgment. The Court's three Liberal Justices Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor and Elena Kagan dissented. After nearly half a century of constitutional protections for abortion, the ruling fundamentally reshapes access to reproductive health care across the United States. According to the article, 13 states have already enacted trigger laws that are designed to ban all or nearly all abortion to ban all or nearly all abortions once Roe is overturned and those will now go into effect, some immediately and others in the coming hours and days. Now, this is significant. This is, this is very significant. And um, I say to you, when you look at the justification for their decision, for the justice's decision, uh, you know, you, you may have to concur you may have to concur with them because I believe it's a forceful decision. According to the justices, a right to abortion is not deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions. And that is true. That is true. And, and, and uh, Judge Alito continues saying that on the contrary, an unbroken tradition of prohibiting abortion on pain of criminal punishment persisted from the earliest days of the common law until 1973 until 1973 and that is true and when we look at of course the role of the of the court and and by the way this is definitely going to create some kind of backlash this is def and i would love to see what's going to happen because you know when we we have heard of some threats that um that um and some threats that that the Joe Biden administration or, or persons or some persons were pressuring or lobbying Joe Biden's administration or probably were hoping that part of the plan was to restructure so as to add more persons to the uh, to the Supreme Court. But um, uh, but we have heard of that, but we haven't seen any indication of that. But I don't know, will, will that conversation, will they now re, will not, will that particular discussion be rekindled will they start having that discussion again that's one thing but um and of course it will have rippling effects because we're going to think about funding what about funding the programs because this is going to affect federal funding of 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 abortion pro, planned parenthood um, women's reproductive health systems and that depend heavily on federal programs that is going to be affected where will they get the funding from? Will it will it then become? Will they now have to turn to private individuals to access funding in order to continue their programs? And it's also going to affect staffing and and so on and so forth. But this is this is very significant. But but when you look at the the purpose of the Supreme Court, the purpose of the Supreme Court is to review laws, is to review laws, and it is also to ensure that laws 
are not impinging or infringing on on Americans constitutional right and here they are saying that a right to abortion the right to abortion is not a right that is deeply rooted in the nation's history and traditions and therefore it is not something that um, that we should consider as a right it is not a right so that that is significant and 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 but also I, and I would like to extend the argument saying it is it is not also a, a broadly accepted right. It is not something, say for example, we all agree that every American and every individual have that unalienable right, freedom of speech, and um, for those who can speak or express them, freedom of expression, so or, or right, the right to life. So we have certain freedoms, which we have right to freedoms, and we have certain rights. The right to life is a right that is accorded to everyone. But that, but do we all agree that we all have the right to abortion? Now that is the question. And when, uh, if I ask you that, not all Americans agree or accept that 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 there is that abortion is a right that should be accorded. In fact, there okay, and there are those who are conservatives who believe that uh, the, the, that abortion affects the right to life, and of course there is uh, so that's a major. And there are those who believe that if we take away this right, we are taking away woman's right. That is the argument, but that probably could one could argue that that is an argument from convenience. That is an argument from the convenience because the right to life is not a right that is based on the whims and fancy of a particular individual, be it man or woman. The right to life is accorded to everyone and also everyone, every individual has have a right to protect that life not just your life but the life of another human being where that life is threatened so there are those who make that argument to say that the right to the right it is it is their right to protect the fetus but of course there are those who argue well the fetus is not a life so therefore the woman has that right to determine whether or not to have the fetus or to have and so there is the issue of when does life begin so you and so comes the conundrum when does life begin and there are those who based on the decision that they have taken would argue that life begins after the fetus is born and there are those based on the decisions that they have determinations and the political or economic or the particular value that they have will say that well the so you see the outcome has already influenced the logic people's logic of the, the conversation so to speak but of course there i don't as it relates to the issue so that so yeah so so, so 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 if you look at so we want to do a poll so there are those and people have done studies upon studies to find out about people's opinion on abortion and I, of course if you are a conservative or you are or you appeal to certain religious values 
it is always that you do not you do not support it and there are those liberal christians or, or liberals who would say well only if it threatens the life of the mother there are those who would argue say well that is for them that is the takeaway that is the compromise if the fetus affects the life of the mother then whose life is more important here the mother or the fetus and but where but studies show and the data shows that majority of the abortions that are being that are being done are not being done to preserve or to protect the life of the mother but many of the many of this a lot of the abortions are being done based on political or ideological or religious reasons or to save face or economic reasons so there are issues of economics that is important and there are many other reasons but this is quite a very significant the overturning of roe versus wade quite a quite powerful actually this we want this is was not the discussion for today because there's several there are several other things that's happening in the news there are several other things that's happening in the news that we have to get to that we must talk about several things that's happening in the news that we that we definitely must get to and we must talk about and of course one of which is this um this new law that 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 is supposed to be going back to the house regarding some new um restrictions and gun while just so you know new york just recently new york just recently passed a law i mean sorry i mean sorry new york just recently had its gun law it's 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 gun laws to loosen sorry to to strengthen gun gun um to strengthen restrictions on as it relates to the access of guns that was struck down by the supreme court which of course will have a rippling effects rippling effects it will of course so there's several things that's happening with the supreme court has become is very had become very vigilant lately and we talk about a liberal court which i mean sorry a conservative court but of course we know there are six justices the conservative and there are three liberals but what will you know we find that it's gonna uh, we, we, what's gonna we we, we and the, the next thing i want to to see what's gonna happen next uh, the affirmative the issue of affirmative action because i know that was on the that was on the on the books at once but i believe that um um that i think they had already tried to 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 overturn that but um the justices had left that so but we and you know this is quite an interesting moment in america's history we'll be right back after these messages welcome back to the episode so just now i was actually doing some research um just learning about the representatives in pennsylvania and um and while learning about the, our representatives in pennsylvania of course we have a republican um a republican senator who is mr pat toomey is the republican senator 
um, and also we have uh, um, the uh, Bob Casey, and Bob Casey, Bob Casey is one is the other senator, and of course um, Tom Wolf is the governor. But um, while reading about looking at Bob Casey, he was talking about um, this new initiative that he was part of, this new law, the, sorry, this new bill, and um, if I'm gonna bring up that uh, the bill for you. Um, if we could find it real quickly here, um, there's a new bill on on gun crime. As you know, as we as a country and as a people, as we seek to fight fight gun violence in this country, which is a serious issue. It's it's a crippling issue. It 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 you know it's like America is under siege, and we are not under siege, as I said, from the gun. It we are under siege from our own citizens, from our own neighbors, from our own people. Okay, we say that people kill people guns don't kill people guns are tool to tools that are used by human beings to exact some kind of end that they want to achieve and of course but of course there's the issue as less less people will be affected with the uh, without the with 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 a lesser weapon or less restrictions with more restrictions then they'll have less access and less access means less, because say for example that 18 year old who killed who massacred 19 kids in a, in an in Uvalde school in Texas and ki- and two teachers were also murdered by this young man before he was killed by the authorities was had an an uh, uh, an AR uh, an uh, an automatic rifle an automatic rifle uh, and um, and I believe that the the and semi-automatic automatic rifle, and um, and you can read the story in the Associated Press or the New York Times, um, as well. But um, that's quite a quite revealing. But the Senate on Thursday night passed a bipartisan bill to address gun violence, that amounts to the first major federal gun safety legislation in decades. The final vote was 65 to 33 with 15 Republicans joining Democrats in support of the measure, marking a significant bipartisan breakthrough on one of the most contentious policy issues in the country. According to CNN, the bill next will go to the House for a vote before it can be sent to President Joe Biden to be signed into law. The bipartisan gun deal includes millions of dollars for mental health, school safety, crisis intervention programs and incentives for state to include juvenile records in the national instant criminal backbone check system. It also makes significant changes to the process when someone ages 18 to 21 goes to buy a firearm and closes the so-called boyfriend loophole, a victory for Democrats who have long fought that. Now, um, I have said The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is the most significant legislation to begin to tackle gun violence in nearly three decades. This is according to Senator Bob Casey. Senator Bob Casey, um, in an, on his Instagram page, Senator Bob, Sen Bob Casey says, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act is the most significant legislation to begin to tackle gun violence in nearly three decades. The bill will expand background checks, close loopholes that put guns in the hands of those who shouldn't have them, crack down on gun traffickers, 
as well as invest in community violence programs to address the gun violence plaguing cities like Philadelphia. It also makes significant investment in mental health programs, particularly for children, to ensure people get the support they need. Americans deserve to feel safe or safe in their schools, grocery stores, synagogues, churches and communities. Getting this bill to the president's desk and signed into law will save lives. And, um, and um, so this is a, a significant bill um, because, again, the bill will expand background checks and it will close loopholes that put guns in the hands of those who should, shouldn't have them. Now, this is important because um, sometime, it was just recently that the Supreme Court um, struck down uh, uh, a, New York, a New York gun, um, a New York gun um, restriction, a New York gun law that, that limits access or requires greater um, checks and, 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 and greater, con- greater, greater restrictions on guns. But here we have it that this particular, so, so, the imp- so the question is, what is it that, how, how is this bill going to achieve what they hope to achieve when you have the Supreme Court that is striking down um, gun states and and state state laws, gun laws, which makes it more difficult for people to have access to guns. What what will they come up with? What what will be the response to this? Because there's no telling that people will people are going to challenge this bill. And I say to you we continue to begin from the perspective from a, a wrong premise starting from the issue of the guns and i don't believe that i don't believe that this i don't believe that um requiring greater uh, or, or or sorry or or, or cr- requiring greater restrictions and will will do anything to curb gun violence in this country if we do not have as well, other programs that deal with extremism, programs that deal with the kind of socialization or mental health of our kids, of course, they talk about mental health or something, so it, it speaks to that one issue. But in a sense, what's happening with families and parenting and social media and the video games that people are playing and how these kids are acting out these games, we, you know, and we talk about some of the social socialization in society look how, what look at what's going on in our music and so on and and the kids are listening to these things that devalue people that disrespect the other rising extremism we talk about the 18 year old that killed 10 black people because he was in in entranced by the white extremism or white supremacy you and and he was and 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 he was and exacting this replacement ideology theory replacement ideology so we have to deal with the history of ex- extremism and of course poverty many of these um men if you look at poverty figures poverty and income figures incomes are declining median incomes while poverty is rising while at the same time cor- what is the correlation in effect here rising crime and violence in these many of these poor communities so we have to also look at the issue of poverty 
look at of course looking at and also look at the education educational outcomes of course but the, so we have to put we have to have a comprehensive approach a quick bill that would that seems that will that will seem to clash with the supreme court's ruling and because i would like to see what will they come up with this bill what actions will they take that will not clash with the ruling the, the, some of the recent rulings by the supreme court we'll be right back after these messages Further, as it relates to the recent ruling of the Supreme Court that strikes down New York gun law, there is now the question of what can this act do to come up with any gun policy that does not violate or is interpreted to violate a person's right to carry a firearm. Just so you know, just so you know, regarding um, the recent ruling, this, there, this, there, the ruling was 63 six to three ruling with the conservative justices in the majority and liberal justices in the indecent struck down new york state's limits on carrying concealed handguns outside the home the court found that the law enacted in 1913 violated a person's right to keep and bear arms under the u.s constitution's second amendment the U.S. Constitution, Second Amendment. And for those of us who don't know, the, the, the Supreme Court on Thursday, on Thursday, declared for the first time that the U.S. Constitution protects an individual's rights to carry a handgun in public for self-defense, handing a landmark victory to gun rights act advocates in a nation that is deeply divided over how to address firearms violence and of course this was a ruling that was authored by justice clarence thomas which could which routers is saying could undermine similar restrictions in other states and imperil other types of state and local firearms restrictions nationwide so this particular bill this Safer Communities Act, which comes right after this ruling, must be, must be scrutinized in terms of what effective action can be taken from this, what policy and what actions can be taken from any policy that speaks to gun reform that, does, that will not prevent a challenge or, or a response from the Supreme Court that determines that action unconstitutional. These are this is this is very this is quite an interesting time. As you know, one of the things somebody when I, I, I interviewed John Castro some time ago, the US twenty twenty four presidential candidate, and he said, When you have the power, you must use it. And he said that Donald Trump had the power and he used it in a very in a way and was able to get a lot of things done and although he served in one term the fact that he was able to 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 
to see so many judges on the um on the bench, the supreme bench, which further tilt the pendulum to the conservatives. Which means then that and now we are seeing an upending of a lot of liberal policies, which is I'm telling you, it is quite interesting. And then what's going to happen next? A new president takes over, and uh, uh, the, the 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 justices are then repl- replaced, and then it now t- goes back to tilting um, another way or the other, and then all this is reversed. It is what it is quite schizophrenic. It is quite interesting. You know, because when you look at the Westminster system of government and how things are done, and then you have another system of government, a Republican um, system of government, federal republic system of government, like what we have here. It's quite interesting. It is quite interesting how decisions are made in a, dem- in a democracy. And as it relates to how things are done in another kind of country. And what that means for the country and their identity or decision making and advances and progress and so on and so forth. But of it, I guess it all works in, in, in it all works towards this balance that the father, the founding fathers were trying to to were, were hoping for, I guess. But we will there is much to say on this. We will have Nakia Outland on this on the show. Uh, Nakia Outland is an activist. Um, she has done a lot of work. She's a um, she's a, a, a an academic and um, a, a specialist a social worker. Case she's done a lot of work with women's reproductive health and so on and so forth, right here in Pennsylvania, right here in Philadelphia, and we will have her on our show. Um, she is a mom. She's a social worker. She's a sexual sexual educator. Um, she's a sex therapist, an adjunct professor, consultant and the founder of her organization, of a very important organization. And so we will have her on the show. Um, and we will, we will still have Dr. Andre Isaacs. Dr. Andre Isaacs is a chemist and also a professor at the uh, Holy Cross University in Massachusetts. And we are also going to be having several other very important individuals to distill and to talk with us about some of the, what's happening um, in our society. Thank you for listening to the Neoliberal Round podcast. And tomorrow, tomorrow's episode is the final, it's part four of the series that we are carrying, looking at Caribbean, Pan-African, diasporan perspectives um, towards developing a Caribbean perspective, where I'm sharing with you a lecture that I had with some students at the Jamaica Theological Seminary, a class that I taught some time ago. It's quite revealing, quite interesting. But... Share this show with your friend. Send us a feedback so that we can um, so that we can continue to develop ways that we can uniquely make this show interesting. And um, and let me know if you like the beginning, the introduction we had, that music at the beginning of the show. Let me know if you like that. And uh, but um, we and 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 if you haven't gotten a copy of your book of of my book, neoliberalism, globalization, income inequality, poverty and resistance, I ask you to get that. Get the book. It's available. Um, and it is heavily discounted, so I invite you to to get the book or reach out to me if you can get access to it on Amazon or you can go to Ingram Spark. Um, you can go to Barnes and Noble. It's available in all platform: audio, ebook, hardcover, and paperback. And of course, visit us online at theneoliberal.com or RonaldoCMcKenzie.com. 
the neoliberal round is brought to you by the neoliberal corporation serving the world today to solve tomorrow's challenges and of course this is a podcast from anchor.fm by spotify what good